These are the Daily Tech headlines for Monday, September 25th, 2017. I'm Tom Merritt. Coming up, Microsoft has a new quantum programming language. Intel announces new chips for the desktop. And London starts to play a little nicer with Uber. At Microsoft Ignite, Microsoft announced its Slack competitor Teams will get calling features, including support for calls to and from regular phone numbers, support for voicemail, call holding, and transfers. Skype for Business will be phased out. Though, Skype for Business Server will launch a new version in 2018. Microsoft added education and F1, that's for first-line workers, not racers, to its business and enterprise plans for Microsoft 365 service. LinkedIn will start integrating with the Office 365 service, and SQL Server 2017 will run on Linux. Microsoft also announced a quantum programming language integrated into Visual Studio to make it easier for developers to code for quantum computers. It can run in a quantum computer simulator, either locally, if the system has 32 gigabytes of RAM, or in the cloud on Microsoft's Azure. A preview of the language and simulator will be released by the end of the year. Intel announced new 8th generation Coffee Lake chips for desktops arriving October 5th. Two Core i5 and Core i7 chips now have six cores, and Core i3 chips have four. The chips are more affordable than previous six-core chips in the E and X series, but more expensive than the equivalent seventh-generation Cabby Lake parts. The i7-8700K costs $359, for example. That's up from the $305 launch price of the i7-7700K. Intel claims Coffee Lake offers up to 25% more frames per second in games and 45% more performance during mega tasking. All parts feature integrated GPUs as well. Intel also announced the Core i9-7960X with 16 cores and 32 threads arriving October 5th for $1,700. This is a direct competitor to AMD's Threadripper 1950X. London Mayor Sadiq Khan has instructed Transport for London to make itself available to meet with Uber over the denial of a license to renew its operations. Uber CEO Dara Khosrowshahi wrote an open letter apologizing for mistakes. Mayor Khan said he welcomed the apology. The Fitbit Ionic smartwatch goes on sale October 1st for $299.95, along with the Fitbit Flyer headphones for $129.95. The Fitbit Ionic was announced in August and runs the Pebble-like Fitbit OS. Equifax acquired an identification protection service called Watchdog ID two weeks after discovering a data breach and a month before disclosing that data breach publicly. ID Watchdog offers credit monitoring and identity theft notification for $15 to $20 a month. Equifax did not disclose the breach when it announced the acquisition but said it intended to merge it with its own service and Equifax is offering its own service for free to all U.S. residents for the time being. Two years after its first announcement, Project Jaquard, the Levi's denim jacket with a touch-sensitive sleeve from Google, is going on sale September 27th for $350. The jacket has capacitive threads woven into the material that connect to a Bluetooth dongle in the left cuff, allowing you to control an Android or iOS phone by brushing your sleeve. Interactions include swiping right or left and double tap. A long touch just stops the phone from doing anything. Quartz reports that as VPN becomes highly restricted in China, a tool called Shadow Socks is seeing more use. It's an open source proxy designed specifically for circumventing the Chinese firewall. It essentially encrypts the connection to the proxy, making it harder to block traffic. It works similar to a VPN, but is less centralized and uses varying protocols, making it harder to detect. 
Apple's High Sierra Mac OS arrives Monday for free. It includes the new Apple file system for faster and more secure performance. It also supports high-efficiency video coding for better playback. And the Photos app got a makeover. Siri will supposedly be improved. And Safari got new ad-blocking features. Global accounting firm Deloitte announced it discovered a security breach in March that may have started back in October of 2016. The attack exposed around 5 million emails, including attachments and possibly usernames, passwords, IP addresses, business information, and workers' health records. The breach stemmed from an admin account not protected by two-factor authentication. Deloitte did not announce which of its clients were affected, but said it has contacted the affected clients and government agencies. ISO, which oversees international standards setting, has decided not to approve the SPEC and SIMON block encryption algorithms developed by the U.S. NSA. Some ISO delegates feared the NSA could implement a backdoor. Internal NSA documents indicate the NSA previously sought to manipulate standards. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to favorite the station and making those calls in. We love hearing from you. Daily Tech Headlines is only supported by you. Thanks to everyone who supports the show at patreon.com slash DTNS. We'll talk to you next time.